0: hello hi welcome or welcome back to bnb anime i am brad and i'm here to for one wish you all a very happy new year i hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and you kicked the year off right and i'm here just to kind of give an overall general spoiler chicken hat warning for the entire episode i don't believe we gave one throughout until at the very end so just kind of wanted to pop in and say we give a lot of spoilers and talk about a lot of different big plot points from shows like ReZero and Jujutsu Kaisen that we covered this year so just kind of keep that in mind and hope you enjoy the episode Bye
1: bye welcome and welcome back to the final B&B anime episode of the year
0: actually it's the first episode of the year I don't know what your oh it's true this is going up January 2nd
1: that is so true. So happy new year. year. Happy new year. Yeah. So last episode was the final episode of the year. This is the last episode that we're recording this year.
0: Yeah. We're recording this on the 31st. Cause you know, we got our shit together on time. For
1: we did. We did. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's also kind of the final episode of the year because it's our final wrap up episode. And next episode is officially the like start of the new anime watching time.
0: Yeah, basically the awards nominations start all over again.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what we're doing today, if you didn't catch it via the title. Uh, But Brad and I are going to be going through our own version of... Are they called superlatives? Is that what they're called?
0: I mean, I just know them as the Crunchyroll Anime Awards that we may or may not have, you know, just completely gypped off a lot of the categories and made them (laughs) our own.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, they gave us a good guideline of of things that... uh, obviously work well. So we have things like best anime, best animation, best OP, best ED, uh, and then a couple of our own we've chucked in there as well, like best duo, best trio, um, best team, all those kinds of stuff are going to be coming uh, this episode. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Then all right, we've, we're still dealing with extreme cold here in Alberta. We've got 13 of the top 15 coldest places on Earth right now exist in the province of Alberta. So I think we're winning on that front.
0: Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I sent you that list the other day <laughs> of like top 15 or 20 coldest places in the world. Yeah, And I was like, are you good? Like y'all must be a bunch <laughs> of fucking popsicles. Up
2: there. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it's warmed up a little bit today um, and it's supposed to continue warming up um over the weekend and then it's gonna get cold again. Mm. So right now it is minus twenty eight degrees Celsius.
2: Is that a bean? Which,
1: sorry?
0: Is that a bean? I
2: don't know, is it? I
0: yeah. thought I heard a bean.
2: It is a bean. You heard it and I didn't <laughs> my headphones. Oh
1: hello bean. Hello what?
0: Everybody say hi to bean in the comment section. <laughs>
1: i wonder if it picked up on the mic well i mean like on the recording
0: i mean it should because i heard it audibly
1: go on tills go on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't hear that my headphones are sound canceling so i I didn't hear that
0: look at that Um, i caught it
1: (laughs) um yeah cold it's been cold it's it's minus 27 degrees 28 degrees right now and but it feels like minus 34 with the wind chill damn um so i think that's an approximate 10 minute frostbite warning i don't know i'm i'm kind of out of out of whack on like calculating these things but yeah
0: well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make you jealous by the weather we've had here hmm. cuz we've it's been a proper 16 wow it doesn't feel like december i'll put it to you that way i should not be able to wear a t-shirt and shorts on the last day of December. That's bullshit.
1: Yeah, no, we haven't been outside for the past like week.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't say I blame you. I wouldn't want to go outside for the past week either.
1: Yeah, I mean it's one of those things like when COVID first happened and we kind of all went into lockdown. I feel like most Albertan Canadians, or like if you're in the territories, I feel like Alaskans probably feel like this as well. If you're in a place where it gets real, real cold, you kind of get used to hunkering down for the winter and like only going out for necessities and you kind of like have formed your life around spending like a good two or three months out of the year the vast majority of the time at home or if you have to go anywhere like you have a list prepared of Mm. what you need because you don't want to be like out and about while it's freaking freezing
0: yeah that'd be a that'd be a chore
1: yeah yeah and i mean our goldens then they're both north american bred goldens they're not like english goldens so they have been specifically bred differently to survive here in the winter as well. So
0: mm-hmm. they, have,
1: they have real thick fur.
0: Well, that's at least handy, at least for this time of year anyway.
1: Yeah, Sina refuses to come in. She sits out on the back deck. It's like minus 40, and she's just sitting there. like She's out of the way of the wind. She's sitting there, and, and we're like, you need to come in. You're going to get frostbite in your ears. And she's like, now nah, I'm having the best time, and the sun's on her, and the sun's quite warm. Like when you're in the sun, that's quite warm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially whenever the if you're away from the wind then yeah i could see yeah. the sun definitely being warm
1: mm-hmm. and uh, and so she's like having the best time and then she's she gets mad at us when we don't go and sit out there with her i'm like i'm sorry i'm not wearing a fur coat like <laughs> it's cold
2: <laughs> Oh.
1: One of the twins has covid
0: oh shit i hate to yeah. hear that
1: yeah uh, get she's better soon better. twin yeah, yeah yeah she's she's doing better and, and her boyfriend's got it as well so the two of them are having a bit of a miserable new year i feel like but yeah as far as as far as i know they're both packing up but um, she packed up before him so i told i told her to tell him that uh he better woman up and, and heal quick because <laughs> <laughs> she she healed first so
0: i mean she might as well just rub it his face
1: that's yeah that's what i was like i was like you need to just rub it right in his face
0: like, i managed to get on the girlfriend's nerve so much today that she told me shut the fuck up I was Ooh. humored. I don't That's know why good, it humored me so much, people. but I was like, this is great. I love this.
1: I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good moment where you can feel like, ah, you know, we've gotten to that point in our relationship where she can confidently tell me to shut the fuck up. And I know that it's not like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. fun and soft and squishy, but still shut the fuck up. You're pissing
2: me off.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you of all people know I know how to get under people's skin. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just jab as much as I can to get told that I do that for that kind of reaction. So Whatever she did that today, I just lost it.
2: Yeah,
1: like, it's, is the it's thing genuinely ever. why I consider you like my big brother because my <laughs> actual brother does that that same shit to me. It's like it's a sibling thing that you do with me when you just like to me. You're poking, a poking, a poking, poking. So I'm really not surprised you go do to your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> it's just it it'd be different if I just kind of poked once and left it alone but no I will I will do it as a bit and just mm. run with it and run with yeah. it until I get the reaction I want and then I'll get it
2: <laughs> horrible horrible
0: Oh I love it. You know it's not horrible though. What? Our massive list of things that we have to talk about today.
1: No, it's not horrible. So let's dive into it. Do we have any news and any news?
0: No, I I didn't look.
1: Fair point. <laughs>
0: I haven't looked in like a couple of weeks. I've been extremely lazy, but also I don't remember of anything just noteworthy coming out. Uh, Attack on Titan starts in seven days from the time of this launching. Mm -hmm. Um, News for us, but I finally finished My Hero Season 5.
1: Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Holy fuck, it's good.
1: You sent me memes.
0: Yes, because it literally copied Dr. Stone and I was cackling to myself. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen because I swear it's the same voice actor because it sounded just like dude going, rules are rules. Rules are rules. I lost it. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I figured you would at least appreciate that.
2: Yes,
1: absolutely. But God, I,
0: it's so good. I'm going to schedule all of the My Hero next year, so just be ready.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to see yeah, neither My Anime List nor Anime Planet have a coming soon anime section. That's so annoying, because that would just help us out so so much.
0: I mean, I know 2022, and I feel like we said this at the end of 2020, talking about 2021, but 2022 is gonna be fucking stacked with anime.
1: Oh, top upcoming anime. Yes, 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 yes. Um yeah, I know. There's so much that's that's supposed to be coming real quick. I'm just gonna send this link to you.
0: Just for us to have for our own personal reference. I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. I wait, I wait. Sick. Click. Yes, I trust links sent by my friend.
2: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. The next season of Kaguya-sama, Attack on Titan, Rising of the Shield Hero, Chainsaw Man, which is something a lot of people are excited for. Data Live Season 4 for me, because, you know, your boy loves a good harem anime
1: there's
0: a yuri on ice movie coming out sick made in abyss is next season is coming out mob psychos third season my hero academia season six bleach the seven year season. uh yeah that's also it uh it looks like an ova or the next season of is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon kind mm. of see if there's any oh villain saga season two that's also becoming a thing Oh, they're making an Isekai Quartet movie? Oh, sick. So, I don't know if I've talked to you about this or not, but Isekai Quartet is pretty much like the top Isekai (laughs) animes turned into chibis. Mm -hmm. And it's just their adventures of having to go through school life. So you got Konosuba, ReZero, Overlord, Mm. and the Saga of Tanya the Evil just all coexisting and going through shenanigans.
1: Mm. Guess what's coming out?
0: What's coming out? Free!
1: Movie 5, The Final Stroke.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. We are getting yeah. the final stroke.
1: <laughs> Such an
0: innuendo. <laughs> what? No. I totally didn't do that on purpose.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. Oh. Oh, there's, um, uh for a friend of ours, there's Tokyo Mew Mew Mew. Uh, is that coming out next year? Uh, 2022 to blank.
0: Oh, sick. Sick.
1: It's number 109 on the list. I'm, like, digging.
0: Oh, you're, like, super digging. Yeah. So Jujutsu Kaisen 0 we'll actually get that in North America and in Europe and all of that. I can pretty much 100% guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Sword Art movie is coming out. Dragon Ball Super, Superhero that's also coming out.
1: Slam Dunk movie? What?
0: We still haven't seen Slam
2: Dunk.
1: No. Uh, yeah, there's lots. There's a, what is it? Is there a, there's a Halloween movie of Detective, Detective Conan coming out. That's fun
0: uh that sounds like a great time
1: but yeah okay so lots of good stuff coming for 2022 we will be sure to keep you updated as the weeks progress so if you uh want to know more about what's coming out and um when stuff comes out be sure to drop a follow on the podcast for a sneaky plug there because uh, yeah we talk about news pretty much every single week um uh something is brought up and if you are a fan of something that is coming out or um, have news that we haven't spoken about on the podcast that you think would be an interesting topic of discussion? Let us know in the DMs or in the comment section, depending on where you're listening to this, because we absolutely want to talk about topics that you guys are interested in as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, let us know.
0: Yeah, we got super fun shit planned for next year. I already have coming can't communicate on the list because I have to cover that. Yeah, and no one can stop me.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so that kind of takes us to the end of, of the impromptu news section um, of just things that are going to be coming out. And let's dive into the awards. Do you want to start from the bottom up?
0: Yeah, because I feel like it's always best to end on, you know, our anime of the year.
1: Yeah. So let's go uh, with the beginning with Best Fantasy. And I'm going to let you take this away because this is kind of your, your area.
0: Oh, it is 100% my area. So Best Fantasy of 2021 is going to be ReZero. Yeah. Because
2: yeah.
0: nowadays, it's kind of hard to separate the isekai and the fantasy genre from one yeah. for the other, because they pretty much all intertwine in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. And ReZero just 100% takes the cake. This discussion actually took longer than our like top 10 and bottom 10 of the year, mm-hmm. because it was a lot of Blue and I just not necessarily butting heads, but trying to figure out what truly fit each category. Yeah. And at this point, we all know ReZero is pretty much the love of my life whenever it comes to anime. And so as much as I wanted it to take anime of the year, something else definitely deserved it more.
1: Yeah, we tried to not have too many of the same animes in the same slots. And again, the ones that we are, uh, are referring to here are the animes that we have covered throughout the year, not animes that have released throughout the year so although um, some of
0: them do fit that mold though like ReZero yeah. season two came out in the
1: demon slayer, spring
0: of yeah. this year yeah demon slayer both arcs came out this year
1: mm-hmm. so um so yeah but but these are just the animes that we have covered on the podcast this year that's what we're ranking um re i feel like is kind of the epitome of fantasy in anime right now that I think of because of the way that it completely encapsulated a new world. I absolutely think that things like um, uh, Ghibli movies or um, uh, the, uh, what is it? The one that we haven't covered that we always say that we're going to cover, um, the major... Th- no, uh,
0: oh, the ancient Margus Bride?
1: Yes, that's the one. Um, and those things, I think, are a fantastic example of wonderful fantasy, um, fantasy animes, I just feel like out of the animes that we covered this year, ReZero had the most whole world and the most, um like, like, lore. The lore, I feel like, is something that you could have written, like, like, you know, like, when you're, <laughs> you're playing D&D and you have, like, books of of the lore. And it's like, there are rules, there are structures to how this is, structured. like, Lord of the Rings and how people dive into it. And it's like, how there like, there is a specific system to the way this is set up it's it's really thought through i feel like Rezero is another one of those those world creations that is so structured and specific that it it is a world in itself it it, it could be an entire universe because it is set up so well if you know what i mean
0: Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to get lost into like as far as pure overall fantasy goes It's a show that I feel like I can go back and watch over and over again and still get lost and immersed in the world and just figuring out new things. And season two expanded on that so much and answered a lot of questions while also leaving things very open ended for whenever the eventual third season comes out, Mm. because we have so much more to go and cover in the story. And for me, it without a doubt takes the best fantasy that we've covered this year.
2: Mm. So yes.
0: next one, I'm going uh, hand off to you.
2: Yes,
1: yeah, so this is best team. And this was such a tough category because obviously teams encompass like any sports anime pretty much out there. And we covered a fair few sports animes this year. Um, but the one that we both ended up agreeing on was an anime that is very like emotionally connected to both Brad and I. So there could be, oh, there definitely is a level of bias there. But um Chihaya Furu is what we came up with for best team. It was really tough to decide whether or not this should Chihaya Furu should go under Best Team or Best Trio. But we ended up putting it under Best Team because you can't discount the others in that group of five when they were playing so good, such a good anime. If you haven't seen it, do recommend.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. You will never care about a card game more until you watch this and you will just get absolutely sucked in by the story, by the characters, especially by the animation. Those eyes are just peak animation mm. perfection. It's absolutely wonderful. The OP is a lot of fun and the team that they build around is just wonderful. So highly, highly, highly recommend.
1: Yes, absolutely. Which leads us to the next category which which uh, Brad is going to take away which I've just mentioned. That's best trio.
0: Yeah, so Best Trio belongs to another anime that is both near and dear to Blue and I just for different reasons. Mm. Because every good list needs a harem anime and this harem anime just so happens to be is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yes. Because Belle, Ant, and Lily. Mm
2: -hmm. It's
0: a great time. Yeah. Uh, It's a fantastic trio. You grow to care about all the characters so much. You get to watch them grow together, build together, and they are just a solid pack and just 100% deserve the trio spot on the
1: list. 100%. They are... Um, They're, I, they're just, like, it's one of those... They're a dynamic that I don't find to be overwhelming or, like, pungent. <laughs> if a dynamic can be pungent. But I feel like they they are... Um, yeah, I mean, it's a horror anime. You're gonna have your horror elements. It was done very well. It was i like it it's fun it's enjoyable it's a good laugh um and uh and who doesn't love a good it's got that fantasy element on top of it as well
2: like we love goddesses being extra yeah
0: it's a it's just a really good overall kind of spin on history and fantasy and it builds in a fantastic way with your hilarious plot elements
1: 100 percent. yeah
0: and then Best Duo, I'm a off to Blue because <laughs> its topic is just 100% fit for
1: her. Yeah, so this I think is a reason why it wasn't so difficult for me to choose Hire for Best Team. Um, and that is because the Best Duo, and I think most people here would agree with me. Although it was really tough, like we had the show in mind. We knew it was going to be Q pretty much as soon as Best Duo came up as an option here. It was just choosing which duo in IQ that we wanted to go with. And we ended up going for the classic, the show opening, the the staple duo of Hinata and Kagiyama. Um, because they're just they I mean, I have them on my wall. They're like they're great. I love them.
0: I mean, who who couldn't love them? It's a dynamic that pretty much put the wind under our sails this year yeah. and it just gave us so much content, so much enjoyment. And watching those two Grow from being, you know, the biggest enemies to the best of friends, and just seeing the whole tournament arc play out just Mm -hmm. still gives me goosebumps. Just how all of that played out. So it, Mm -hmm. it 100% deserves a lot of spots Mm -hmm. on a lot of lists. And best duo definitely belongs to Hinata and Kageyama.
1: Yes, absolutely. Which takes us to best romantic couple
0: just Subaru and Amelia. (laughs) There are a lot of options that could have went here it's just and if there hadn't been spoiler alert the kiss at the end of season two then i feel like they probably wouldn't have made the list and i don't want to be biased but as far as like overall romance goes and just complete story building around it super and amelia take the cake this year because that kiss is just what we have been waiting for for two fucking seasons
1: yeah we we did also discuss Rascal Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl, because we covered that this year, and Howl's Moving Castle as well. But I think we both kind of decided that ReZero should be the anime to kind of take it. There was there was another one I thought that we were discussing. Um, oh, A Silent we- Voice, but we decided that that wasn't 100% romantic, so we let that go.
0: Yeah, and A Silent Voice, because I've talked about this with a lot of people, and A Silent Voice, I think is perfect in its aspect of they didn't push the romance side of it. Mm -hmm. It's like they hinted at it for a second with Shoko actually admitting to Shoya that she loved him or liked him, depending on how the translation came across and whatever you watched it on. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it didn't go that route is the what makes it such a top tier film in my eyes is because it's not a story about relationship building it's a story about redemption, and it's not you know him trying to pursue a relationship with her, it's him learning how to love himself again, yeah,
1: yeah, and so for best romantic couple it they don't ever become couple, <laughs> you know yeah. so uh and i i I agree, I think that that is one of the like sweetest aspects of the film is because they're both very young characters even when they're aged up um, and uh, and it kind of keeps that innocence with them I feel like if they had made it more romantic it would have aged them up too much mm-hmm. if that makes sense I don't know that's, just, that's kind of the way it's framed in my mind anyways
0: and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I don't remember what got best relationship last year I don't know if we even had that as a category last year. But if it were last year, then Bunny Girl Senpai would have taken it, hands down.
1: I'm fairly certain it was Bunny Girl Senpai. That's that's where my brain was. Um, and yeah, so the, the conversation, again, between Hal and Sophie for Housewives Weaving Castle was mainly to do with the fact that it wasn't as prominent as a feature. Like Their romance wasn't... We didn't feel like it was as prominent as a feature as Subaru and Amelia's was. Throughout ReZero, if that makes it sense. Because it never
0: gets established until the very end. Like, you can kind of see, like, the feelings are there, but it's never established until, like, the last two minutes of the film. At yeah. that point, I'm like, fuck it, it's out of the running.
1: <laughs> oh Yeah, so that was, that was kind of our argument for that, but definitely big shout-outs to all of those.
0: Yeah, now, for best voice actress, I'm going to hand it over to my favorite voice actress.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we actually had uh, two winners for this category. There were a couple categories where we couldn't completely uh agree. And I think uh in this case it was I hadn't seen the second option. So Brad chose uh, Asuna from Sort Art Progressive, who was done by I'm sorry if I don't get your names pronounced correctly, but uh Haruka Tomatsu and Cherami Lee. Or Lei. Lei Lee. Um Uh, depending on if you're watching the English or Japanese dub and I chose Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle, um, who was done by Baisho uh, Cheiko, I'm gonna say. (laughs) I hope I'm saying this correctly, I apologize if I'm not. Um, But yeah, for me the reason why I chose Sophie um, from Howl's Moving Castle was because I found it absolutely fascinating that the one voice actress was able to manipulate her voice so much for the age and constantly changing age range of Sophie. And I specifically chose the Japanese voice actress because we actually, in doing our research, found out that the English dub had two different voice actors doing both old and young Sophie, which is why I think I need to give credit to uh, Baisho for doing both. I think that's amazing.
0: And I couldn't pass up the absolute just, Beautiful storytelling that came across from the voice acting in both the sub and dub of SAO Progressive and Mm -hmm. ultimately carrying Asuna's entry arc into the SAO franchise. And I just couldn't let it go unnoticed. And perhaps next year, once the film's out, Blue and I will be able to revisit the discussion and get her Mm -hmm. take on it. So for me, that's kind of why Asuna's voice actresses kind of took the place for Mm Uh, the tie as far as the category goes. And also, I didn't watch the sub of House Moving Castle, so I didn't feel right saying yay nor nay on mm-hmm. that nomination either.
1: Yeah, yeah, so two different opinions on that one, but we have uh, one common shared opinion for the next one, which is Best Voice Actor.
0: And Best Voice Actor goes to Satoshi Hino, who played Ren Goku in Demon Slayer. Because why doesn't that man deserve it? If you don't think he deserves it, then you can fight me. Because mm. I will go to the ends of the earth for this man that made me bawl my eyes out in theaters and again watching it. Oh, yeah. It's so good.
1: It's so good. And he's the the Umai has become a, a running joke between Brad and I now. And the, yeah, the the versatility of his voice acting throughout this character, I think, was was really shown. Um, In both the film and the series, getting to see him in action sequences um, and then in casual circumstances, getting to see him be emotional with his mom and with um, the little girl uh, in the, the first episode of the series, getting to see him... Um, opposite other characters that are having very emotive performances. I think consistently across the board, in every area, there wasn't a moment where I ever was consciously thinking about his voice acting, which I feel like is the biggest compliment to a voice actor, is if you just completely blended with the character, and he really did.
0: Mm, and as someone who has read the manga, I kind of know and have an understanding about his personality, and it takes a... It's almost an art to take a character that's so over the top and just make them just as truly likable as can possibly be. And I Mm -hmm. think pretty much everyone fell in love with Rengoku because whenever you first see him in season one, he's just very overbearing for what little bit of a time you see him. And then here it's just the voice acting is so on point. It just makes you fall in love with the character and so major 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 props yeah and then our next category is something that blue and i both tied over again because we could not for the life of us make a decision between the two so for best soundtrack take it away
1: yeah i think the biggest thing that made this difficult is because they are so different soundtracks but both of them fit their shows perfectly we have a silent voice and laid back camp taking best soundtrack um, for me. Laid back camp was just so peaceful, and the 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 soundtrack behind it, just like those those shots of just like, or it's like beautiful landscapes, and then just the jazz in the background, so 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 good. And a silent voice as well. It just the uh, music that perfectly encapsulates the emotions that you're feeling when with the characters on the screen. are oh, it's it's so so good.
0: And I think the qualifications for something to actually get best soundtrack is it has to add to what you're watching, not Mm -hmm. detract, not just blend in, but actually add to the overall experience. And I think both animes kind of truly and just encapsulated that whole thing in laid back camp. I noticed it more. Like yeah. I noticed the background music, but at the same time, you're kind of meant to because a lot of it is just scenery shots. And it's just setting the mood and the scene for the entire thing. Whereas a silent voice, the music is made to make you feel things mm-hmm. along with what's going on on screen. And so the fact that music can just entirely wrap you up in what's going on, they both deserve it, hands down.
1: 100% agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then that leads us to best comedy
0: and best comedy just how could Joe not take it honestly <laughs> it's just plot the whole plot and nothing but the plot but also that show had no fucking right to be as good as it was i legitimately thought it was just going to be a joke thing that we were covering for episode 69 mm. and then i got sucked in yep like, ah, uh, vacuum butt cannon for the win.
1: <laughs> and there were so many references hidden in that show. So many blatant call-outs to other animes. It was so funny.
0: It it truly really was a brilliant time. It just,
2: yeah.
0: without a doubt, just couldn't pass up it taking the spot for best comedy.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's It's big dumb, but I recommend that you watch it. Just, if you watch it, um and you live with people that you don't want that kind of like intimate relationship with uh maybe put some headphones on swatch your bedroom door or whatever because um yeah it's one of those shows like i feel like shows like this harms other things like that you have to be kind of careful who's around you when you watch them
0: yeah this is not one of those shows i would show the girlfriend girlfriend i know you listen to these so you have my sincerest apologies however this one's (laughs) not allowed you you're too young in your anime
2: watching to watch
1: this. <laughs> See, now I would say if you want to dive into the deep end, Miss Girlfriend, jump in headfirst with this. It's funny. You probably won't get a lot of the references because there are references to other things, but generally, it's just funny. There are butt jokes. There are boob jokes. There are... Uh, uh, it's taking the piss out of sports, which, as a sports fan, I appreciate. It's yeah, funny. it's...
0: It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And continuing on with things that are absolutely brilliant, our best OPs and EDs of
2: 2021.
1: Yeah. So let's start with let's start with the OPs, I guess, as they come first. Um, and again, we have uh, um, we they just did music well. Apparently, laid back camp for best OP, but also uh, slotted in there as well. We have Rezero.
0: Because I couldn't let the OP for rezero slide because like we've talked about prior like with best soundtrack and other things things that actually suit the anime that they are made for laid back camps just suited laid back camp to a t and rezero they will choose ops that have meanings that fit what's going on in the show and it's just a brilliant use of storytelling, but also not just using the main OP, but they add in insert OPs done by the voice actresses that are in the show that just bring so much more meaning to what's going on. So I couldn't let it slide without adding it in to what was going and,
1: on. Yeah, and the, the laid back camp op was stuck in my head for days it's Not just still stuck can- in
0: my head like Honestly. i'll just get the jingle just going through my head every <laughs> now and then I'm like fuck
1: <laughs> exactly it's so so that catchy yeah we had to listen to back to a bunch of ops um when we were deciding what what was gonna who was gonna win this award and um and yeah it's, it's been stuck in my head ever since it's been stuck it was stuck in my head when i first watched the show for to cover it And it's stuck in my head now and, and it's probably Gonna get stuck in my head again whenever I
0: hear it. Yep, it it's still stuck in my head. Yeah. Now. And then as far as EDs go, how could it not go to Demon Slayer?
1: Yeah.
0: Cause this is another one of those that Blue and I kinda went back and forth on because Laid Back Camp was also another big contender for it. Mm. However, just for the overall meaning of what both EDs brought to the game, just Lisa. Just that's all I can say. That woman is just perfection whenever it comes to singing and what she brought to the table with Demon Slayer and especially Homura for the film. just It just brings out all the emotion like mm-hmm. just, it will after you're already crying for the film, that song comes on as the credits roll and you cry more. Just yeah. the passion and enthusiasm that she brings to what she does. Just it's brilliant. Just 100 percent brilliant.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. And I feel like the ED was the best representation of how of like of the work for Demon Slayer over the OP.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. At least as far as this is concerned because Gringay will always be timeless. Yeah. For being the first one. Although the new OP for Demon Slayer is fucking fantastic. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah oh i can't wait for february because that's going to be like our second or third episode in february i've already got it planned out it's going to be great it's going to be a good time our romance month is going to get cut a little short and by cut a little (laughs) bit short i mean i'm just going to extend the last couple of episodes out so sorry not sorry but demon slayer is getting covered as soon as it's done because holy fuck i'm excited
1: yeah um i'm excited too i'm excited to 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 uh, dive into more into Demon's Land. Demon Land is amazing. I love it every time I watch it. So great. Okay, where are we at? We're at best fight scene.
0: And best fight scene just has to go to Jujutsu Kaisen because how could it not? Just, Honestly. And it's hard to just pick just one because a lot of the stuff was absolutely fantastic and will get you hyped up. But the fight with the tree monster for all the memes and everything that it brought but also seeing Gojo bring out the beautiful blue or the purple and red whatever the fuck it is to make purple i don't care it was brilliant (laughs) the animation on those fight scenes are top notch it is done beautifully and brilliantly i cannot speak highly enough about the fight scenes that Jujutsu kaisen brought to us
1: yeah and this was a really tough category um this year because we had demon slayer in there we had uh my hero in there. we had mob psycho in there. There was a lot of 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 really, really good animes that had you fantastic- could
0: technically count high q season three as a fight scene
1: <laughs> honestly honestly um you could like yeah there's a there's a lot that you could count in there as as fight scenes and um it was it was a tough category to decide, but at the end, Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel like just kind of stuck in our brains more.
0: I feel like at the end of the day, it wasn't even that hard of a category to choose from. There's a lot of really good stuff, but there is only one great mm. at the end of the day, because mm. although everything else we covered is absolutely fantastic, just pure, just beauty. And just top-notch, at least for me, I feel like it had to go to Jujutsu Kaisen without question.
1: Yeah, no, I'm very confident with Jujutsu Kaisen as well, which takes us to our next character. Best, to our next character, to our next... (laughs) I was reading the thing. To our next award, our next... What was I going to say? Our next chapter. Our
0: next category for category. best character That's design. Right. All right, take it away.
1: Character design. Yes, yeah, so we ended up going with My Hero, My Hero Academia for best character design. Uh, I feel like, to me, the strongest reason why I went with this is because whenever I see a My Hero character, I can tell immediately that they are from My Hero. I feel like they have a very, very distinct character design. The studio has a very distinct character design. And My Hero, even in that, I feel like is very distinct characters. Not only that, we're talking costuming for what they're wearing, school uniforms, all this kind of stuff. I mean, we obviously have seen that in previous seasons. But every time I see it, I'm just like, wow, this is really cool. I do have to say, Jujutsu Kaiser gets a shout out for character design. Slayer gets a shout out for her character design. There's so many that did really, really good, very interesting looking characters. Uh, but My Hero, I feel like, just has such a vast amount of characters and all of them are so distinct.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the one that kind of stood out the most. Very similar to Violet Evergarden, which took our award for Best Character Design last year, just because everything is so distinct to Mm. that. The art style is so distinct to that. Studio Bones does a fantastic job of just making everything it does distinct to it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So there's no way that it couldn't take Best Character Design, at least as far as the overall... Uh, presentation goes. And speaking of overall presentation, our next category is best animation. And I'm going to let you take this away because this is all you.
1: Yeah. Well, I had to go with Light Back Camp. And I know I said that we tried not to go with the same anime, anime for too many categories, but Light Back Camp, the scenic imagery throughout this anime is like, that's my happy place, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: stunning oh 100 stunning everything about it is just so unique and wonderful mount fuji is beautiful and brilliant all of the just backgrounds and foregrounds and everything that the show did just pretty much encompasses what we talked about for the other like best overall encompassing categories in that it does nothing but add to mm. it if not overwhelm like it makes itself a focal point and not in a bad way
1: no well I feel like I feel like the animation is absolutely necessary to this show because even more so than other shows because there isn't much that happens in the plot the plot is not dramatic or or even (laughs) even all that engaging you know it's it's a bunch of girls that go camping and and they're just learning about how to camp and that's the entire storyline and yes there are jokes in there that make it funny and yes their friendship is adorable and the food looks amazing all those kinds of stuff but it's at the end of the day you're watching the show because everything is so stunningly beautiful and these characters are are endearing enough to keep you to keep you focused
0: oh 100% like it just it truly is the focal point of an already good show so without a doubt it has to take best animation
1: which takes us to our next category best director
0: and for best director we gave it to susumu mitsunaka for doing the first three seasons or first 65 episodes of haikyuu
2: yes and just
0: how could it not the animation style is brilliant the for those that don't know the director has final say so on pretty much everything and no matter what studio is doing it the director has pretty much hearsay on the art style the direction everything the director decides whether or not it sticks to the manga he or she just pretty much influences everything that has to do with it. And just from an overall investment and storytelling perspective, Haikyuu and just Susumu Mitsunaka just had to get recognition for just the fantastic job and the story building and world building that they did with the first three seasons of Haikyuu.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I think that they did a, a fantastic job of launching A volleyball anime and kind of seeing how it would do testing the waters with it because even if animes do really well even if shows like even if they're really well in their manga you still don't know how they're going to translate to the anime market you can kind of have a a decent idea but I don't think they expected the wave of passion and love that Haikyuu was going to get especially from an international audience and they took that and they ran with it and they thrived with it. And uh, the, these first three, three seasons were handled so, so well. Um, uh, like the second season, I feel like second seasons are so difficult if the first season just does really well because you don't want to let anybody down. And they absolutely didn't in this case. Uh, Haikyuu is is still one of my favorite shows of all time.
0: And continuing on with Haikyuu, because we're basic bitches here. And although we (laughs) said we weren't going to stick with the same stuff for a lot of this, we we very much did. So for Best Boy, we decided to go with all of Haikyuu, because all (laughs) of those boys are Best Boys. We totally didn't cop out on anything. We had some other fantastic people in the running, like Tanjiro and fucking, so again uh i can't my brain fried out so many deku because we did my hero seasons one and two yeah. this year like we had a lot of different people in the running but as far as just wholesome overall enjoyment for best boys we just had to go with the entirety of haikyuu
1: yeah i i mean how could you pick one from haikyuu like how could you
0: and a lot of the shows we cover this year how could you pick just one yeah so and we somehow
1: managed it with best girl. I
0: I mean, is was there really any other choice? <laughs> I mean, we had some other decent contenders, but at the end of the day, was there really any other choice for best girl? I feel
1: like I feel like we went with the best option.
0: I 100% agree as well. So for best girl, we went with Philo from Rising of the Shield Hero because how could we not?
1: Yeah. Phyla
0: was the breath of fresh air that the storytelling of that show needed. She was brilliant. She was the comedic relief that we all needed. Just a giant fluffy bird that could turn into a little girl and then turn back into a giant fluffy bird.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very difficult for a character like that to be consistently funny and to not get irritating. Philo, as a character that did a fantastic job of staying just funny throughout it, there wasn't a, a time where I'm like, oh, okay, Philo bit, get through this, and then it gets back to the story. Again, it's this whole ending of like, what does it add to the show? And she was absolutely a fantastic benefit to the show.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then going on to our next two categories of best protagonist and antagonist, it's kind of a similar situation of who is the prime person for the show to be built around from both a you know good and evil standpoint of everything that happened. And so for best antagonist as being the complete opposite of Philo, we went with bitch.
1: Yeah, I feel like looking back, looking when i was sitting there and i was going through these categories and it was best antagonist looking back on every single show the one who made me the most pissed off the most aggravated the most upset the most just like angry <laughs> just like uncomfortable angry not happy which a good villain should do was bitch
0: just 100 percent. and for those that don't know who Bitch is. That is her legal name as of <laughs> present in the Rising of the Shield hero story. She is the daughter of the queen. Her yeah. actual name is irrelevant because her actual name now is Bitch.
1: Yeah, her her uh, and her adventurer's name is Slut as well. Uh, which, we don't appreciate the slut-shaving, but I'm fine with it because of who she is. That's horrible, I shouldn't say that. But she, <laughs> she is such a disgusting character a disgusting human being the things that she accused our main character of the things that she manipulated people into believing the amount of people she tried to just up and kill and the amount of people that did die in the crossfire of her of what she did sorry if these are spoilers it's not really a spoiler because you kind of figured out in the first episode but like if you haven't watched the first episode it's a spoiler <laughs> i guess i threw but like, on a
0: spoiler alert earlier so it's fine
1: it's fine i think i uh, did we i don't remember if we did, I did sorry okay
0: yeah apologies if not editor throw something in I here the
1: <laughs> toilet. yeah um yeah the most aggravating character
0: 100 percent. and then on the complete opposite of the spectrum again for best protagonist it it had to go to nazi scoop sub- the subaru mm. because again just As far as overall growth and character building for everything that we covered this year, how could it not go to the man that got absolutely psychologically broken down, became dependent upon the powers that he had, thinking that he could reset and try over and over again, Mm. and then just decide, you know what? Fuck this power that I've been given. Fuck everything. I'm going to do it all In one try, forsake my greatest weapon and just use what I have and just do it.
1: Yeah, I feel like out of every main character that we have seen, Natsuki Subaru is the one who has had the most trauma to overcome which kind of gives him a leg up on the competition in a way because of course he has character growth if he has been dealt every single shit brick in the house there were some other really good contenders for protagonists i mean hinata from haikyu is is we got deku we've got so many but i feel like subaru was just dealt the most shit
0: <laughs> he really was we watched a man get psychologically destroyed to where he went insane yeah but then also just seeing his overall growth in just the season that we covered this year Mm -hmm. like not taking into account what we covered last year but just what we covered this year the amount of growth that we saw and that he overcome just without a doubt just firmly cemented him in my place for best protagonist
1: yeah, which which then takes us to our last category, the best anime of the year. I don't think anybody is going to be shocked about this. Um, it is the same as, as our best anime of the year last week of our, of our top ten. Uh, it is Jujutsu Kaisen.
0: Again, how could it not be? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this one is kind of, you know, cliche, because this was also Crunchyroll's anime of the year <laughs> from last year. But, I mean, how could it not be? It set the world on fire in a manner similar to Demon Slayer, which is, I think, what took our anime of the year last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, when you think about the numbers and the impact that it had on the anime community, it's very difficult to think of anything else in this position and then when you also consider the impact that it had on our podcast just of of the two of us of our own personal opinions and how we were going on and on about it for days because it was so stinking good and even now like it's so like you can picture it just so well in your mind and I feel like that is a huge aspect as to whether or not it's a good anime like can you imagine it is it there is it present in your thoughts and jutsu cousin is incredibly present in mine
0: it is 100 percent still there the animation style the characters the world the ops and eds like they all just stick with you and have continued to stick with both blue and i and that we use it as a measuring stick for other in anime now mm-hmm. similar to what we do with say like food wars and tonic Coon, like it is a measuring stick of things that have come and will come in the future it's brilliant it's amazing we can highly recommend it it's worth every bit of watch time that you can give it so check it out if you haven't
1: yeah 100 percent. it's uh it's it's really really stinking good and i'm excited to see what comes of it in the future
0: Well, I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero has already taken the world by storm, at least in Japan. So we have a lot of good things to come
2: in the
0: future. And once things kind of settle down again after the first of the year, I'm sure it'll come to theaters. And once COVID gets back under control and theaters open back up again, everybody's going to rush to the theaters to go see it. Because why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah. So... I guess uh, masks on, (laughs) get your boosters, all that jazz. Stay safe, because uh, if you catch COVID, you can't go see Jujutsu Cousin Zero in uh, in theaters.
0: Exactly. If anything is going to come out of this, keep yourself clean and COVID-free, because you can't go watch anime in theaters and enjoy that atmosphere if you got the COVIDs.
1: Yep. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent so that is our awards that's a, that's our awards tier for this year um, and uh, and yeah next week we're gonna be starting fresh with our brand new um, anime well brand new anime to us it's not a brand new anime but it's new to us
0: well brand um, new anime for blue anyway I've already seen the already seen. first season of that time I got reincarnated as a slime.
1: Yeah, so another isekai, starting the year with an isekai, and a lot of people's top three.
0: Yeah, that, ReZero, and Overlord are pretty much the overarching big three of the isekai new generation genre, Mm. and for good reason. I'll have Overlord scheduled for some point next year as well, just to kind of give you a general idea of just both... That time I got reincarnated as a slime and overlord are prime examples of the OP isekai or protagonist done right. Mm -hmm. But they both kind of have different twists on it in that overlord, our protagonist, is actually quote unquote the antagonist of the world. Mm -hmm. And dude starts off extremely OP, whereas that time I got reincarnated as a slime it's like a slow build, but it's not, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they're both brilliant. I look forward to seeing your thoughts on it. And also let us know your thoughts on what your big three isekai or big three are. Also, what's your thoughts on our list of things that we've put out here for you today? Because I realized we said we weren't going to do a lot of copies, but we kind of did because we're we basic did. bitches and we have no shame because this is oh, our man. world. We do what we want here
1: yeah we have our favorites, and we stick to them, but yeah, I'm assuming that you guys watch different animes than we did throughout the year. So are there any in there that you would slot in from the animes that you've seen? um and yeah let us let us know what your top anime of the year is. Let us know what your best comedy of the year is because we're always trying to find good comedies, freakin love them, and um, yeah, yeah let us let us know all of the things also, animes that you want us to cover. In the new year, we've kind of put together a temporary list right now. But if you give us ideas, we absolutely will look at rearranging the list and trying to slot them in. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing from animes that you want us to cover, and um, and it sometimes introduces us introduces animes to us that aren't even on our radar. So yeah, let us know.
0: Yeah. And as far as getting in touch with us outside of, you know, normal means, you have Blue on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. The podcast is on Instagram and Twitter as well at BNV Anime. I am on Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming. You can also find myself on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. Uh, What else we got?
1: Uh, We got YouTube we're we're at on YouTube at um uh, Bnb anime where podcast is on did we say podcast is on Instagram and Twitter <laughs>
2: at uh, yes anime?
1: yeah um but yeah YouTube hit us up in those comments section if you're on there be aware that if you are listening on YouTube though you are listening one week behind when the episode is released on whichever listening platform you listen to the podcast on Apple podcast Spotify etc if you want to know what uh platforms that we, we we release the podcast on you can find us on www.bnbanime.com where we have all of our episodes already to download right off of the website if you feel like doing that or we have links to your favorite listening platform we also have behind the scenes stuff on there like pictures of brand and i if you feel like putting a face to the name we have uh artwork stuff friend of friends of the podcast we also have some brand new fun things coming in the new year so look uh, at the website if you want to catch those we'll be sure to let you know when the website has been updated because yes we are going to be putting our dropped rates <laughs> forgot the word the drop rates on the website we're going to be putting our ratings of animes on the website um and uh, and we'll probably be posting our anime awards and rankings on the website for this past year as well so yeah <laughs> that's all going to be on there
0: that that everything That's everything. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Check us out next week for That Time I Got Reincarnated at the
2: Slime. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.